welcome to Racers Alley today, a wonderful day in San Francisco, and we're going to have some wonderful guests here who travel through Europe, particularly, I believe, uh, Isle of Man, and I believe uh, England, Scotland, uh, we'll find out, uh, Ireland as well, exactly where they went. Uh, we shall return here in a minute and enjoy the music in between. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Racers Alley. Today we have a couple of excellent guests here, uh, motorcycle riders, very passionate about, and uh, been around uh, the world, I guess, in a few different countries. I, I know Kevin here for many number of years in San Francisco, and uh, he was just our guest a couple weeks ago, Mr. Lau, and today we have Mr. Steph. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Right on. Uh, where are you visiting from? Uh, well, I actually uh, live in the area. Uh, I live over in La Honda, which I'm sure a lot of motorcycles. Oh, yeah, motorcycle with. heaven, yeah, for exactly. sure, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, what do you ride right now? Uh, I have an R1, uh, 2013. Holy moly, uh, yeah, I'm very passionate about those bikes as well. I've, I've had more than one of those. And uh, as we know right now, Kevin currently is, I believe, on the Ducati. Ducati? Uh, Multistrada. Multistrada, and that's another great one to ride through La Honda. And uh, so... Um, You've both been around uh, the Bay Area for pretty much a uh, number of years? Right. I've been here for maybe close to 20 years. 20? I, I'm almost, almost a native. And uh, Step? I, I've been here for about 13 years. Okay. So, I mean, that being said, I mean, uh, maybe Kevin a little more. I mean, I, I've been here pretty much my whole life. And there's definitely been a, a, a change as far as the uh, general, uh, uh, the amount of uh, drivers out there, the distractions out there, as well as, uh, you know, um, the plane, uh, I would guess you call a, a rude drivers. Uh, as far as uh, 
where you live and where we able to ri- where we are able to ride, Kevin, uh, La Honda and up Highway One. I mean, we have some of the most beautiful roads here in in, in the country, and uh, we're very spoiled that way. And uh, you know, uh, like I said, it's getting more and more crowded every day. Especially, you know, I mean, uh, there's bicyclists out there that you know are slow speed bumps, and sometimes are unaware of exactly uh, how much danger they put everyone else involved in. So it's always nice every now and then to actually go somewhere else and appreciate uh, a different land. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had our boys here uh, to all talk about the Baja trips. So uh, tell me, fellas, uh, where have you been uh, as far as uh, recently? So we, uh, about a month and a half ago, we, we were over in the UK and we were riding in England and, and the Isle of Man. England and the Isle of Man. Uh, uh, Steph, was that your first time there as well? Uh, no, that's my uh, my home country is England. Oh uh, well, there you go. <laughs> and, and as this is a, a particularly a racist show, people will be familiar, f- familiar with Donington Park. Okay. I grew up in the in the village, Castle Donington. Um, so I think that's partly influenced my passion for motorcycles, watching uh, some of the races at Donington Park over in, in the United Kingdom. So you've always uh, been able to actually have uh, access to motorcycles and uh, I'm sure see the greats out there. Uh, yes, in years gone by. Uh, I remember as a kid, Barry Sheen was, yes. uh, was, a, was, a, was a fan favorite at the time. Awesome. And yeah, it was always good to go to that particular track and watch the races there. Well, it's a, it's a world famous, obviously, track and uh, the history. I mean, two strokes back then. And uh, I believe a lot of time the weather was a, a little bit of a challenge as well. Uh, so from there, uh, you rode all over Europe then? I, I've not really ridden all over Europe. I uh, my my first uh, motorcycle I didn't get into until my late twenties. Okay, um, and the only reason I bought that was for commuting in London. So it um, seemed like a wise choice to save time. Exactly, and yeah. I can guarantee the best commuting motorcycle at that time was the ZX6. Oh, okay, uh, ZX6. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I I didn't start riding myself till about twenty two, twenty three, and uh, a great deal of that as well was just plain uh, going through traffic. Uh, you know, you'd spend an hour at least in a car and get a motorcycle, and then you have a bunch of time all of a sudden. It's a it's a whole lot of fun. So yeah, that's awesome. And uh, Kevin, as far as uh, what have you been? Riding, uh, you, you commute every day, correct? Oh, uh, I I used to commute every day, and and now it's just you know so, ble- more more fun riding than commute riding. So when you get out of town, it's really a pleasure to actually be able to put some miles in, in again. Oh, totally. Okay, so uh, you both just came back. Uh, you mentioned the Isle of Man. Uh, was that something that uh, you went to see the races? Uh, have you been around there before? So the 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 trip actually came about. Um, uh, thanks to a barbecue back at the beginning of February. Um, and a friend of ours, Kurt, um, uh, he, we were having a conversation and he asked me, are oh, you heading over to the UK anytime soon? And I said, actually, I am. I'm heading over in June. And uh, he mentioned that there was a race, but he wasn't sure when the race was. And that was the Southern 100. Nice. And so uh, after the barbecue, we went back, looked at the dates. The dates fit with my trip to the UK, and then we just booked ferry tickets. And uh, once we booked the ferry tickets to get from Haitian over to the Isle of Man, then the, the trip started to uh, evolve around that. 
So, uh, did you have a friend's bike, or did you rent a motorcycle? Or did you uh, camp there? Uh, I I rented, and I think uh, Kevin rented from from the same from the same place. So you, right? you both got a rental agency over there. Like uh, I guess a double you here would be a great one to rent motorcycles if you had to go somewhere. And so they had something similar over there. And uh, which bikes it get? I, I went for the, the obvious touring option, which was an R6. Oh, okay. A light, fast one, especially for up there on the mountain. And Kevin, what'd you get? Uh, I, I got the BMW S1000XR. I, wow. I figured as as long as I was going over there, might as well go all out. Yeah, especially with horsepower and comfort and the BMW. How, how did you enjoy that motorcycle? It, it was a great bike. Super easy to ride. Um, it's sort of... Like my Multistrada, except a little bit, a little bit buzzier, and a little bit smaller. A little bit smaller. Interesting. I figured it'd be bigger being a one thousand. So uh, let's see here. We have Wade Boyd in the house. He just showed up. How you doing today, Wade? Zoom. Howdy. Zoom. Zoom. Good. Wade, we have uh, Kevin's back again, uh, and uh, we have a new guest here, Steph. And uh, Steph has just gotten back. Uh, uh, well, actually, he lives over here in the La Honda area, and uh, is uh, knows those back roads, so to speak. And we were just mentioning about. Uh, touring out there over on the aisle and renting a motorcycle which uh, i believe you have the r6 that's correct yeah. and uh, what year it was 2016 2016 so brand new nice yeah. nice so it's like uh when we were there interestingly enough uh i was there with wade in a 2004 uh, and 5 for the aisle and the manx gp and the 5 and uh interestingly enough uh we had a, a really neat bike to actually ride around there which was an old 78 i think cx 500 yeah. Which, is a, which is a, a you know, a old uh, uh, push rod twin, and um, it was really fun to actually. Everyone was there, and their greatest bikes, and everyone was all healed up, and I'd be riding in my jeans in this old '70s pile, and yeah. it was just go flying. You know, it was yeah. really, really neat. You know, street bikes are hard to rent back then. But you could rent a race bike, but street bikes. So we would bring them, buy them, whatever, and hang on to them and load them out. I made a couple of friends. This guy Ned from. Uh, northern uh, North Carolina comes by. Oh, I'm American. Blah, blah, blah. Sure, he wanted to borrow a bike or whatever. You know where I can get one? Uh, why don't you just borrow this one? Take a lap and come back. So that's how you got a bike out there and rolled around. Yeah, so we're best buddies now. Who else would loan him a bike? Right. It's awesome. So we were just mentioning, uh, actually, Steph actually grew up over in England and he was near Donington Park. And I was just wondering, wait, I mean, have you ever actually ran that? No. Yep, okay. So uh, I watched at two races there, but I couldn't tell you really which one. I think it was Cadwell Park, one other one. But no, the race was getting to the racetrack. I couldn't believe it, but I did not get to ride in in England. In England, but you've been you've been through a few tracks over there in Europe. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, Ireland so, and a few other places. Yeah, so the boys, how did you feel the first time seeing it was the Southern that you were there for? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you just you just recently were there. Yeah, it was uh, it was that was that was the first time I'd actually been onto the aisle. Oh wow! Yeah, um, and uh, it uh, it was a very memorable experience because you, you always appreciate that the the TT that they run very close to the street furniture. Yes, and and, and, and and the southern no is no different, you know. And actually, I'd say the southern was was through, the, especially where the section where we were was the the stone walls were just so close. Yeah, you're covered so close. on stone walls everywhere. They they actually say it's more dangerous. The TT's faster by far, but 
they do a mass start at the Southern 100. Wow. Uh, I raced so it a couple going. times. One time, there was a big crash. I started in the back, and I was racing some rock rolling down the street. They had a red flag. Everybody crashed except three or four guys. Wow. Everyone got collected. They're all going into one hole at the same time. Yeah. Wow. So how was the weather when you guys were out there? Hit any rain? Or was it was perfect? It was surprisingly great. Um, I, I, I think... It's the longest, one of the longest streaks of dry weather um, Britain has had in a long time. Then it's the Manx Riviera. Those guys go outside and they sunbathe and you don't want to bother them because they don't get to do that very often. Yeah, that's true. Everyone leaves during the rainy yeah. season. They've been canceling practice right now in the uh, classic TT because it's so foggy. Yeah, I've just I've just read that. Uh, currently, right now, they are practicing for the Manx GP, which uh, both uh, Wade and I have ran before. And uh, the thing about the Isle of Man, it's, it is an island, so where there could, it could be nice in one area, but once you go into the other side, it could be foggy or rainy or uh, yeah. everything else in between. Yeah, Am I wrong? Change really quick and easy. In the old days, once in real old days, it was early morning practice and late night. And they wanted you to ride in the rain to prove that you could do it and go out there and throw 30-foot rooster tails and come back with a smile on your face. Now we know you're part of the gang. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I got caught up out there, but uh, uh, and it is quite challenging, I got to say, when it's, it's really pouring out there and you're trying to do your best just to get around the course, uh, especially as a newbie. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, in the end, my bike broke down, but uh, shortly thereafter, uh, they uh, red flag, of course, because uh, it was just so severe. But uh, one thing about uh, riding in the rain, uh, as, a, as a, just a regular guy, I mean, here on the Sunday morning ride, they regularly run out there, and there's nothing better to get you fit as a rider to be very, very comfortable in that condition. So you guys, yeah. uh, have, did you experience any of that at all? Uh, just a little bit. I, I think I hit some rain on my last day, but, but as I said, it was just a very very unusually dry season yeah kevin i mean was was this your first time over there or have you been there a couple of times so this was my my second time uh riding through uh the isle of man and in mm -hmm. england and this time was actually the the first time i went up to scotland okay ever, so. all right i remember hearing that and how was that it was it was amazing uh once once you go out of the major cities it's, it's just a whole lot of wilderness a whole lot of single track roads and and small small villages like we were mentioning really earlier you just get away you get out yeah nice the, Ed, were, were you with the, a group or were you solo uh in scotland i was solo i i spent maybe three or four days before meeting up with the group back in england yeah, you know, I mean, there's something to be said about going alone. I mean, when you're with your group, you have certain, you know, I guess, uh, parameters where when you're alone, you can really do whatever you want. You know, uh, there, it's a different sense of adventure as, as, as well. Uh, right now, Steph, are you riding here in the States? Uh, you're basically commuting? Uh, yeah, pretty much every day. Um, I, I work down at Stanford, so it's a pretty easy commute for me for, from La Honda. Okay. Um, I'll happily commute, rain or shine, I don't mind a bit of water you know there's there you go no, yeah <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all you know having grown up in the uk and ridden in the uk that's all you get is water that's so. i imagine yeah that's you know I, I usually imagine that that part of the world uh, most of the time does have a certain we, sense of wet we get about we had about three times a year 
Exactly. Yeah, San Francisco is <laughs> in a little bit of a drought. So, uh, Steph, have you, have you enjoyed any of the uh, racetracks or other back roads out here? You compared uh, to? I've, 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 I've never, never ridden on the track, um, but uh, I have spent a lot of time riding in uh, various parts of California. Uh, a few years ago, I did a solo trip, but took me out to Utah and Arizona. Nice. And Southern California. Yeah, I've, uh, I've yet to do the uh, the U.S. Uh, tour. We were mentioning that uh, not too long ago, uh, Kevin, as far as, uh, you know, the challenges here in the U.S. and how beautiful it is out there yeah. as well. You know, it's it's pretty, pretty nice. So as far as uh, what's your next, you got any next trips going out? Um, <laughs> no? I, I, I don't really have anything big planned. Uh, the only the only uh, next trip that's coming up is part of the Bay Area Riders Forum, the Hawthorne Rally. Oh wow! Um, and it's their tenth year yeah, anniversary of doing that. Um, so it's going to be a big event. So if if folks uh, want to join in, go check out Bath and uh, sign up for the rally. It's uh, and it's a fun little rally. It's Hawthorne in Nevada, and it takes you you take various routes over the Sierras, and that's always a good run to to do in in sort of early mid-September cool you know, traffic is light and the weather is always great out there yeah for the fo- for the folks that don't know um, Bay Area Riders Forum is a, is a locally online under BARF B-A-R-F and they're a great uh, uh, motorcycle uh, community site uh, you can learn about what's going on racing they, they give you updates about what's going on certain roads uh, you can buy certain parts you can actually sell bikes that type of thing and I believe the um the more you, 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 you get into discussion, you know, uh, the more people know you, you make friends, you know, like stuff like that. So I, I really do like that, that site. Yeah. So anyways, wait, I got any plans racing? Yeah, actually, I'm going to go to Miller next. Uh, things have changed, though. We got some uh, family issues, I guess we'll put it under. I was going to go sidecar racing and solo racing, and uh, I haven't told anybody yet. I'm supposedly not taking my sidecar. I'm just going to ride the Moto Guzzi at Miller and um, 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 be done with it. And then I'm going to go back to Lodi the week after that. Yeah, I noticed uh, you've been doing quite a bit of uh, flat tracking and uh, it's been uh, taking a lot more of your time than actual road racing. Yeah, it's sort of the other half back to my roots. (laughs) I did that when I was in high school more than I actually went road racing. And I got friends and buddies out there. Anyhow, my my other half of the sidecar team christine has other things she's got to do she's got to run back to germany and stuff so we have to alter our plans for the rest of the season and stuff so which will give me more time to go play with my dirt pals and other 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 forms of racing and meet other friends that's for sure other friends other circles and 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 so then i'm going to see hans out there who was a sidecar guy he lives out in stockton and he wheels and deals and buys stuff and so i'm buying a vet off him yes uh hans is a uh, very unique i mean he's he's just like yourself and a bunch of our friends where it's actually he tends to fabricate he he goes out of the box builds his own rigs and uh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it definitely succeeds he, in what he, he, built, does. he, he bought a, bunch, a couple sidecars he went road racing and stuff he built his 600 suzuki um out of a street bike and he took it to pike's peak he was instrumental in getting me to go there the year before i went there he showed up with a 600 thing that he built for the street he made me take it to benders one day it was great yeah it was a very unique rig where you're almost kind of sitting up on it i believe so he's the cube was the fastest 600 him and uh this other guy went up 
they went up Pikes Peak not knowing that they would make it. And, 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 and he's afraid of heights. He was afraid he couldn't get to the top and look down or anything. It was so hilarious. But he still has it. Um, he said, it, you know, it's dynamite. And he left early, so he didn't get his trophy. They gave it to somebody else. But he's the fastest 600 up yeah. the mountain. And it's this thing that he totally built. He welded it up. And he's got these monster welds. And and, and then it's, it's dynamite. It's such a neat little, tough <laughs> little car, a sidecar thing. It's great. It's a little engine that could. Yeah. Right on. All right, boys. Let's take a little bit of break here, and we'll come right back. And thank you for listening to Racers Alley. Yeah. 
All righty. Welcome back to Racers Alley. And earlier we were mentioning, actually, uh, the Isle of Man. And it's a place that you rarely actually get to, to, to tour around. And uh, what were you guys' impressions, Steph and Kev? I mean, uh, how did you feel out there? The weather was perfect. I imagine it was green. Well, it, I wouldn't say it was perfect when we, when we landed on, on the... When did we land? Was it the Tuesday evening? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was it was a little drizzly, and and when we got uh, when we got settled down at the hotel, we went out for for a lap of the course, um, which was a great experience, obviously. Uh, but what really did strike me about the course was first off was Bray Hill and how steep and how much it narrows at the bottom of that hill. It's it, real skinny. Yeah, they really you, you really don't see that you know on the videos. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's uh, magic. That's, that's what my sponsor said. Like, everything was pretty cool, but how skinny the road is! You couldn't believe how skinny it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First time I actually was there, I was in a, uh, I was I was holed up for a while, and uh, finally a friend of ours. John, uh, who's been a big help over there in our pit crew, uh, he picked me up in his uh, mini, and uh, we're start going the course. And uh, literally, it's like, uh, hey, dude, you know when when we're gonna see the course? And he's like. You've been on it, mate. And he must have seen me turn white because he turned off the side of the road and I had to get out and get my air, you know, because uh, um, I was actually the first time there. Now, I was uh, I was racing a, a, a 2000 uh, R1, uh, 1999 R1, actually. So uh, when I saw what I actually got myself into, it, it was quite a uh, an eye opener. You know, you, it's just holy moly. Yeah. But uh, uh, once you're out there, everything changes. And uh, so you guys uh, really enjoy being out there full speed. You're able actually stretch your legs a little no not not really it, it was a little <laughs> bit it was a little bit damp and and you know there was traffic traffic going both ways oh uh, yeah the roads are open sometimes that's for sure but but it was a bit of a trip just to be going down the street and seeing houses and shops and then oh look there's the race control tower there's pit lane yeah it's and then you pass the that and it's more just more houses everywhere yeah, you go through town. I mean, literally, though, the, it's it's there are a bunch of little wonderful towns. And there's about five or ten towns you go through, and they're all lined. They put up the hay bales, the the everything, you know, months in advance, and then so they they live with it, and they actually like motorcycles, which is really nice. That's yeah, there's a big part of the community out there. I mean, uh, did you actually get to tour the aisle at all and go in any of the back roads, see any hedgerows? I think we uh, we we went. Um, did we do the coast road, Kevin? We did a little bit of the coast road. You get down to the calf. I, I, think, I, we I think we went up to the northernmost point. What, what was it called? The, the point Jean? of iron, uh, iron, something like that. Yeah. Um, and we and we did some of the coastal stuff. We checked. There was a motor museum that that we checked out Ooh. that had a lot of really oh, great really vintage. Cool vintage cars and motorcycles nice yeah was that uh, up on, on the mountain or that's a, that's a different area I have I don't remember that got all moved, where I that was oh it got moved right on <laughs> so alright uh, Wade as far as uh, when we were first there I mean you've you've been your first time out there I believe was 91 correct 92 92 so over the years uh, I mean roads got familiar yeah I, st I studied the Joey Dunlop video. I got one thing off of all the studying, and that was the bell off. That looked familiar. Everything else I had to learn. 
<laughs> by hopping on a sidecar, I doubled my uh, practice, let him drive around, and I'm studying the track, and I just studied it any way I could. I watched every video I possibly could, and then went and did it every way you could. I went every year, and yeah. I was the biggest kid in the candy store, so I did everything I could possibly do. I don't really go home and watch TV. I'm at the TT. What can you do at the TT until you go to sleep? When you get up, it's back to the TT, and yeah, is your bike ready? And you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, it is a way of life, really, for, for sure. So, as far as uh, Evan Arkush is in the house, uh, actually, he is a owner of Monkey Moto School. How are you doing, Evan? What's going on? How's it going, everybody? How are you doing, Nate? Pretty good. All right. Uh, hold on for a sec, guys. We have a technical difficulty with Evan, but I'll get back to you on that. Uh -oh. So wait, uh, take it on from here for a second. They were talking earlier about uh, riding uh, locally and then the Isle of Man. So as far as touring goes, uh, you guys been around uh, England and uh, Ireland and uh, the Isle of Man. So uh, you grew up, Steph, uh, riding through England, and uh, basically, you know, all the streets out there. Similar to here, I mean, right right nowadays, here is kind of crazy with all the Uber drivers and such. So it's uh, it's uh, nice that you're out there on the La Honda way. You know, when, when we started riding here, I mean, over there, the Alice's way, they had the... Uh, I believe it was the Kawasaki uh, event days where uh, all the, boy, a thousand motorcycles would show up out there at Alice's. And basically, uh, you'd see the little two-strokes. I mean, that, that area was, it, it still is very famous for just tearing around with all, the, with all the hills. And then you have your little side roads and such. I mean, I, I imagine uh, you see a lot of those guys going by. There is a lot of those guys going by, um, and uh, for me, I would say you know the weekends are not a good place to to, to, to be riding up there. I much prefer to uh, to to ride around in the evenings, certainly during the summer. Yeah, Wade and I would every now and then go on Wednesdays uh, and do a little ride out there in the late afternoon, evening, and yeah, just you're not the only one that has that idea. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just recently, as of last weekend, they ended up having a, a police sting, and uh, they were pulling anyone over that didn't have a proper license plate hanger and uh, uh, loud exhaust, Whoa. everything. But yeah, they they really did a, you know one of those weekend things like they do at the uh, SMR every oh, now and then. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, it does get crazy up there on the weekends, and as, as you mentioned earlier, there's there's a whole range of different road users up there. You have the cyclists, you have the tourists going out to the coast who obviously don't know the road, and you have the uh, the high end sports cars who want to be. Oh, using I didn't the even road. think about that. <laughs> yeah, and, of course, Porsche. You know, you know, and then you fast have the ones and slow ones. Yeah, exactly. So you have a whole range of road users, and so it gets very congested up there on a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah, so yeah. just stay out of arms way. Yeah. Right on. All right, guys, let me get through this technical, technical difficulty and uh, let's put on some music here for a second.
right. Welcome back to Racers Alley. Hope we got Evan's mic back. Uh, Evan, say hello for a second. Let's see if we got you online. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Say that again. Hello, everybody. So, Evan, right now uh, you have a business, uh, Monkey Motor School, correct? Correct. And how long have you been doing that? I think this is like the 11th year. 11th year. Holy oh. moly. That's, that's a long time teaching people how to ride motorcycles. Yeah, I think it's been about five, 6,000 people have taught how to ride. You're kidding me. Something like that. Holy moly, you should have a medal for that, really. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, how is that? I mean, you, you get people of all ages, sizes? Yeah, I just got an email today from a guy who uh, wanted his kid to learn how to ride. His kid is 15, and um, he, uh, he said, maybe we'll do it together, and I've done several of those. Wow, so... Uh, Good idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially for uh, guys thinking smart and not letting his kid just go out there like we all did and just go a little bit of crazy. So as far as that, I mean, you have your own motorcycles that you allow people to... Uh, you train them on? I do. Uh, we're using the school's bikes, and we stay in the lot. If uh, they have their own bike, we always want to start in the lot and see where they're at before we go out onto the roads. So, uh, meaning uh, just a lot, like uh, similar to the DMV. Very smart, very smart. Yeah, so you keep them contained, not able to run into anything. I mean, I've taught a lot of people to ride in my day, and uh, basically for me, it's always been the women who listened and the guys who basically took off and ran into something or wheelied the hell out of something. Uh, how, how are the people as far as, uh, do you feel any demographic like that? Yes, I do. Uh, so you definitely... <laughs> I can <laughs> confirm what you just said. Wow. So I'm not the oh, only yeah. one. Uh, well, what's, uh, ever have anyone drive off the pier or something? or? We've had people come close. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> not, not, not too often. Yeah. So that's great. 5,000 people teaching them how to ride. Whoa. Well, you so, get better at heading problems off at the pass. Well, yeah, I mean... There uh, you go. That's true. Totally true. You basically give them a sit down, talk to them before they go out. Yeah. And you just know what might come up. And, you know, the more you do something, the more you teach something, the better you get at saying this could go wrong or what else could possibly go wrong. Let's talk to them about it ahead of time and... Okay, Tell so them what they're about to do. <laughs> yeah, and we've had far, far fewer people drop bikes because of the way we teach. Wow. Uh, so you're able to read someone, say, hey, relax, uh, uh, that type of thing. Depending on the person, you give them a certain type of tone or speech. That is what teaching is all about. <laughs> I guess truly yeah. it is. I mean, yeah. uh, sometimes... Good habits. Yes. Sometimes they can, people can be mechanical, but it sounds like you, you really get along with your clients and you, you, you're human and you get, get them comfortable. 99.998% of them, yes. <laughs> <Not even>. Awesome. <laughs> There's the occasional pain in the butt, but uh, most of them we can straighten out. So uh, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, generally, they'll do a, a web search for motorcycle training or motorcycle safety school or something like that, and we'll pop up either um, on Yelp or some other way directly to the site, and they'll see our reviews on Yelp. I think we've got like 135 five-star reviews at this point, and... Uh, um, go to our website and contact page, fill it out, and there we go. So, uh, again, for the people who just came in, I'm talking to Evan. And what's the name of your school again? Monkey Moto School. Monkey Moto School. And you can find that online for uh, 
great instruction learning how to ride a motorcycle in case you want to learn how to ride everybody wants to learn how to ride best way to go through the city so uh, as far as our sponsors i'd really like to thank uh, mutiny radio for having us here i know they had a really nice event last week and uh hopefully that was very successful also we have a motor tire guy uh, he's always helping us out getting our tires on for our race bikes and especially the uh, sidecar rigs which i hear is a little bit of a handful sometimes to get those tires on right wade yeah. yeah yeah all right so as well as uh, tokyo moto they sponsor me uh, for parts for racing as well as wade and a few other of our friends and uh of course bender's bar uh they've always been a sponsor for our racing they've given us tires more than once and free beer yep. for our, yep. our island beer benefits. more beer more beer for the benefits and uh molotovs uh, martin out there thank you very much and steph for helping us out for the uh food drives which we always do once a year clothing and food drives and uh, that's very nice of them to help us yep. out Wizard of Metal. Yep, right. And then we have uh, Monkey Moto School, who's just here, Evan Arcu. She's always a great friend around. And uh, Moto Hub, uh, Dima, he was just here a couple of weeks ago, and he's a great mechanic if you need someone to uh, work on your bike. And currently, uh, the AMA and AFM, who are our uh, race organizations, I mean, the turn workers out there are what make it work, and we really thank them for being out there, because without them, we wouldn't be able to go out there. All right. So uh, we'll get back to you shortly. Enjoy the next music round.
right, welcome back to Racers Alley. So uh, we were just mentioning earlier about motorcycles, and I've been teaching a whole bunch of people, like 5,000 people, how to actually ride a motorcycle. And we were just thinking, you know, we all had our first time on a bike. Uh, my uncle was actually the one who taught me how to ride. Uh, I was uh, about, uh, I want to say, 13, 12, 13, and he had a DT175, and he just ended up buying an XT500, and uh, taught me how to ride that because uh, basically loved to have his thumper so I'd sneak that out every now and then on the weekends and uh, parents never knew about it it was always in the garage and that's basically how I started riding uh, what were your guys' first bike any ideas um, I uh, my, my first bike was a GPZ 500 oh GPZ 500 that's right um, and uh, I got it I got to that by Taking um, in the UK, you have to do a tiered licensing. Yeah, I believe uh, in Europe compared to here, they actually uh, train motorcyclists, and, and compared to here, any any anyone can have a one thousand cc with a you know one hundred twenty dollar DMV right. charge. And you that know. always surprised me when I when I first started riding here. I thought that was that was quite a, an interesting approach. Yeah, I imagine that was due to Harley Davidson being the people here. So, uh, so you went through the tiered bikes. So, what was your first bike? So, yeah, the, the, my, my first was was it's GPZ five hundred, and the to be legal on the road, you have to have what's called a, a Class A license. Um, and I managed to get to that by taking a week long intensive training course, uh, which is essentially you start off um, doing a compulsory basic training on a little one two five bike learn some movers in a parking lot, and then you sent out onto public roads with uh, an instructor uh, for a couple of days. And then you move up to a 500cc motorcycle, few maneuvers in a parking lot, and then you're sent out onto public roads with an instructor. And at the end of the week, you then go out and pass an on-road test, which is 45 minutes long. Wow. And um, you have to do uh, a few maneuvers to demonstrate proficiency on the bike, such as a, 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 a turn in the road, which is curb to curb without putting your foot down, and then uh, what they would call an, an emergency stop. So some dude would jump out from behind a car and say, stop, and you'd have to stop within a certain distance. I wonder if he got a raise if he got hit. Wow. <laughs> That's, who's the stop There's always guy? discussion of that, right? <laughs> awesome. So uh, from there, Evan, what was your first bike? Mine was a 1982 CB450 Nighthawk. CB450 Nighthawk 1982. Is that a Kickstarter back then? It wasn't. It wow. Was, it was a, uh, yeah, push button start. So you just, uh, how did you get that? How did you come across it? That one, um, I got that at Golden Gate Cycles. I, I went through the normal process. I went through the, the group school. That's, wow. That's what was available back then. And so, so you bought from a dealer, you just went in and I didn't know anything. I came out here, I was a bicycle boy and had a roommate who rode motorcycles and I thought that'd be a neat idea and everybody said, Gotta go to the school. So that's what I did. Awesome. Right on. So from there you rode around the city, you you learned basically in California, Southern California, I mean Northern California here in the in the Bay Area? Right here in San Francisco, yeah. Uh rode around for several years you know cut my teeth on the city streets <laughs> awesome as so you do it was crazy back then especially the old zeitgeist days great uh kevin what was your first bike my first bike was a 1999 sv650 and oh, got yes. it, i got it pretty soon after after i moved to san francisco just just as a way to get around seemed like the best way to get around the city 
and I still think it is. Well, those are bulletproof bikes as well. I mean, oh, they've, they've right. been used in racing. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've known so many people on those bikes, and I believe our our, our pal Miss Emily just uh, hers just passed one went around one hundred ten thousand miles, uh, second time around the U.S. before it finally expired, and uh, she just put another motor in that same frame. So, yeah, she definitely loves the hell out of that bike. True. So, Wade, what did what was your first bike? My, my first bike that I personally had was a 1970 Suzuki 90. But the first bike that I ever rode, or two bikes I rode, was about a 64 Yamaha 80. And they put me on a Triumph 650. I was the first gear speed demon. The little bike, I learned how to use the brakes. The big bike, I had no brakes, just a throttle. Wow. So, uh, again, uh, back to your heritage as far, as far as flat tracking, no front brakes. Just toss it in. Wow. Yeah, that's great. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap up the show today a little early and uh, clean up the area around us. So I hope you enjoyed the show. And thank you very much, Steph, for being here, Mr. Evan Arkush, Kevin, and Wade. I hope you have a great week. And uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Pops and hope you get out of the hospital soon. All right. Take care, guys.
you, you kind of get how yeah, the process yeah, works? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You got yeah. it. Yeah. All right. You want to... You laughed about that part with my daughter but not having any underpants on. And Good. Yeah. With the yeah. The breakfast on the roof. and Yeah. So those kinds of things that have used to scar me. Okay. <laughs> and there you go. You see, you've got the observations starting. So you, yeah. can, you can see systematically what does and doesn't work. And, and it won't always well, work for maybe everyone. Maybe the one on that would be that I'm out there saying hello to people. Yeah. Thinking that they're being nice. Yeah, and what are they yeah. really doing? Yeah, they're trying to warn me that I have oatmeal on the roof. Yeah, so there you go. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, right? yeah. You made me laugh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ta-da! Okay, yeah. so now you have some directions to go in. Okay. So yeah, you could take five to twenty and just write, and you could try again if you want. We'll be here till five thirty-ish. Okay. Yeah, whatever okay. you want to do. Okay. Um, maybe just look through some things by myself. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Faka, do you have anything you want to add? Um, right now. No? I'll do a set, though, in a little bit. Okay. All right. I'd like to hear that. Okay. Thank you, guys. I'll put on some more music.
Xbox Live.